people, John, whom they call the Beloved because he was very close to Jesus, write the things that you have seen. Maybe get my pointer there, please. I don't have my electric pointer with me. Always seem to forget it at home. It said, The thing that you've seen, the thing that are, and the thing which shall be hereafter. There are three, thank you, bless you. There are three levels of revelation that God gave. He said, I want you to write the things that you've seen, John, and write the things which are, and the things which shall be hereafter. I hope to God you take a look at that picture and understand what I just showed you a while ago. The things which are when he was having the vision. He saw the things that he has seen. He saw all that. John saw that in the gospel era. And the things which are the seven churches right here. We're still in that seven church realm. And then with things which shall be hereafter. Pastor Neil is telling you right now tonight, you are living at the crossroad of the things which are and the things that shall be hereafter. Now I look around my world and my world don't give me any reason to have hope in what they're doing. In fact, I see them like sitting ducks. One of these days, those church doors, people are going to come and wonder why is it not open. Or are they going to come one day and see it's open and see us clothing hanging around? It's not that we've gone crazy, but on our way up, like Elijah, the mantle fell off. And the new clothing was given to us. I also turned to the book of Daniel. And I'm not preaching, I'm teaching. I'm not preaching. I'm going to walk you through your Bible one more time and show you some things that you need to understand. And you've got to understand these books because it is the book of things that shall be hereafter. God spoke things which are not yet as though they are. As I was sitting there thinking, the United States of America is not a nation in the Bible. Canada is not a nation. Pakistan is not a nation. Jamaica is not a nation. Nor is Trinidad. Nor is Tobago. Nor all these small islands. All the nations in the world are in chapter 10 and 11 of Genesis. And all the others are just derivatives. All the rest are derivatives because of migration, intermarriage, and crossing of culture. We have and kind of conquest and conquering. But as far as God is concerned, as far as this church is concerned, the only nations of any importance to me right now, without any bias, are the nations in prophecy. The rest are just, amen, uh, cheapest starts, 
Maybe it be a stuffed shirt, but God can wet them down and bring them back now to normality. But the only nation of any grave importance are the ones that are in chapter 10 and 11 of Genesis. You need to go there and look at it real good. In all the other nations, whether it be Cuba, whether it be whatever name you want to mention, they're not important. But the important nations are mentioned. The Bible only mentions things that are eternal, eternal, and is mentioned because they are eternal. God does not mention non-essentials. The Bible don't have one extra visage of non-essentials. Everything in the Bible is essential. Very, very pertinent. You and I may not know the significance of a thing mentioned in the Bible, but it's not without vital importance. And Jesus said they're not going to pass away without his fulfillment of that particular uh, will of God. Now, we are seeing, like my friend Mitchell used to say, the permissible will of God happening. But there's also the perfect will of God. There's a difference between the perfect will of God and the permissible, amen, will of God. God permit them to have a king. It was not his will. But he permitted it because they wanted it. It was not his will that Ahab be deceived by those lying spirits. But they wanted to be deceived, so God permitted it. It was not his will that strong delusion should take over the nation, like you heard a while ago, the broad way and the narrow way. But men are bent on doing it, so God permitted it. God did not build hell for mankind. Hell was built solely for the devil and his angels. But God permit men to go there because they want to go there. But that's not his will. It's not even his will that there be death in the world. God created life for us. And death should not be a part of us. But he permits it because Man chose the wages of sin, and the wages of sin is death. But we know, God said, he has no pleasure in the death of anybody. That's not why he created us. He says, I'm not a God of the dead. I'm a God of the living. He's a living God. And everybody who lives for God will be on the life side of the good book. And those who did not live for him, we heard tonight, choice is what people make. God does not make anybody make bad choices. And God does not claim responsibility for the choices I make. Jesus said, I'll pay you according to your works. You work for that and I'll pay you that. That's all I'm going to give you. <laughs> he said, I have no responsibility for what you did or what you've done because I was not involved in it. But I permit it to happen. Can you say amen? Now, we know news are are more prevalent than ever before. We're living in a fishbowl today and everything you do can quickly be transported by an iPhone can be picked up by an iPhone picture or, or a laptop and, and the news can go around the world and go viral in seconds around the world what we do tonight in this building can be heard around the world in microsecond I'm going to tell you the most powerful word person in the earth the most powerful man on earth you want to hear who he is tonight it's not you and me 
the most powerful man on earth tonight is not Obama of the United States of America. It's not Mr. Putin. It's not the head of CSIS or ISIS or CIA, any of those guys. They're not the greatest man on earth. It's not even the football player. It's not even the piano player or the rock stars. They're not the greatest man on earth. In fact, the greatest man on earth is not even in Israel. He's not even in the Middle East. So where is that greatest man? The greatest man on earth. I will point him out to you tonight in Scripture. And nobody is fearful of him, and yet he's the most dangerous man on earth based on Scripture. He's the most powerful man on earth based on Scripture. And he will rule the world based on Scripture. In fact, he is right now ruling the world. You just don't know it. And when he was strong, he showed it. And when he's weak, he does act like a lamb. But the Bible says he speaks with the mouth of a dragon. And he's powerful. The most powerful man on the earth. He's got more access to any country. to any, any You name the country. They have to open their door. They receive a royalty. And he let them all bow to him. He does not bow to any of them. They bow to him. He's more powerful than the man at the U.N., has more power and more authority than he has. And his membership don't know that they're in the army and that they belong to him. They don't even know that. And he is very, very powerful. In fact, he'll be opposing Jesus in days to come. And right now, he thinks he is Jesus on earth. And so he's the most powerful man on earth. Now, let me point you back to my chart here tonight. As far as God's concerned, the superpower on earth, they're not worldwide powers. Russia does not rule the world. The United States does not rule the world. They may influence the world, but they do not rule the world. In fact, if I ask you who is ruling the world, you'd have a hard time telling me who. You'd all give a different answers, right? And if you go to different countries, they'll tell you, we're the head of whatever. But not even Mr. Uh, UN Secretary is even the head of the world. He's not the head of the world because he has no power. He has no authority. He has to only do what they allow him to do. He's permitted to do things. And when they're ready, they ignore him and do what they feel like. So who's the greatest power on earth? And where does that power come from? And who, who authorized that power? Nimrod was so great in power that it attracts the attention of God. It brought God down to see what Nimrod was all about. In chapter 11 of the book of Genesis, here on this chart, whoever Nimrod was, he was so powerful that his power and glory reached up to heaven. And the Bible said God came down. Whenever God come down, something tremendous is happening on earth. He came down with Noah's, Noah's day and Lot's day. He came down in special times. When he does that, something great. Now, the Bible said he was a mighty hunter. And whatever he was doing, God saw it as a threat. And God intervened. And God put an end to what he was doing. And God scattered his forces. 
and dismantle what he was doing. But he attracted the attention of God. That he brought God down to respond. And so, the powers today that be, you're not thinking of them, but their names are in the Bible, and they're in the news, and they are not going to be powerful because of nuclear weapons. They're not going to be powerful because they have more finance than anybody, or the best fighting forces, whatever. That's not why they're the most powerful, and to think about it, because God raised them up to be what he wants them to be. And the most powerful named country in the Bible is found in the book of Daniel chapter 2. And if you don't find the nations of today in that chapter, they are not important. Please go there. Please go there. And notice in chapter 2, God only decided this world that he created will only know the dominion of four super power and the fifth will be his. That's powerful. In spite of all the news that you're hearing on radio, whether TV or iPod or iPhone, as far as God and heaven is concerned, heaven rules. And I wish to God the church would know that. God set kings up. God take them down. God allow kingdoms to rise and kingdoms to fall. There are more kingdoms fall than you know in a history book. There are more mighty men came on this earth that you don't even know about. And God don't even mention them. They're not even mentioned in the Bible because to God there was just a flea passing by. And he flipped them off. Amen. The carcass and they're forgotten. So what are there's power? And what should you be watching for? When everybody else is distracted by the devil nonsense, you need to know what God is doing. And focus there. Keep your eye there. And realize that's the hand of God. In Daniel chapter 2, God gave a man that he raised up and he ordained that he should rule the world. The same man, the same God rather, that told Adam, you have dominion and power and authority over my creation, was that same God who gave this man this dream, who was wondering what's going to happen after he's gone and the Lord gave him a vision nobody could understand it because it came from heaven and only Daniel who was connected to heaven could interpret the superpowers to be and thereafter and God told him without any without any apologetics or any apologies right now God gave the king this vision of this image so help me God I don't care what's happening in this world Everything must come back to its original source. Everything must come back to Scripture. I don't care how many Bibles, how many literature, how many war experts you got in the world, and how many uh, meetings they have, they must come back to what God said. They're coming right back to what God said is going to be in His work of the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. And He determines who reign and who don't reign. 
And God told Daniel to tell that king, I make you, Nebuchadnezzar, king of the world. And if you ever want to read some stories, read in all the so-called minor prophets, a lot of nations that were powerful, including Egypt, said, we will not bow to Nebuchadnezzar. We won't serve him. God says, I'll make you. I will break your back. Even Israel said, I won't serve him. And God said, I'll make you. You'll do like I say. I want him to reign over all of you. And you're going to serve him. And God called him my servant. Now, God, you can be a devil and God call you my servant. You know why God say that? You're going to do what he says. That you're going to follow his orders. And Nebuchadnezzar come to power. And just to remind you, God told Nebuchadnezzar one day, he walked to his palace and said, Look what I did. Look what I built. God said, Just a minute. You did not build that. I gave it to you. I'm going to show you. I got a power over you. And God let him eat grass like an ox for seven years. God make him go down all fours. His nails grow like an eagle. And his hair long like a woman's hair. And he lost his mind. And But God said, I will not destroy it totally. I'll let stump stay behind until you recognize who is in charge. After seven years, you know what he said? There's no God like this God. He confessed him and said, Everybody, if you're proud, watch out. He can humble you and make you be less than nothing. That king was the king of Babylon. Now, you heard the name Babylon. Really, Babylon didn't start here. Babylon started over there, Iraq. Babel means Babylon. That's where it came from, Babylon. But anybody who behaved like that system is nicknamed Babylon. For example, God called women in the church today who dress and behave with a fashion of Jezebel, of history, of Zidonia. God called them Jezebel today. But we know they are not the real, true, what? Jezebel. So God used uh, effigies of the past to talk to us in the future. They were there as a type and a shadow, and that's why we tell women, don't, don't dress like Jezebel. And they say, well, Pastor, who gave her the right to do that? I don't have it. I'm telling you what God says. You don't want to look like her because her future was not good. He wanted to go the way she's going, and God is not pleased the way she is. So why are we going to dress like her or look like her? Why did a preacher want to be like Balaam? Huh? Look how he ended up. And yet God calls certain preachers Balaam. Huh? And so on. So now, and so God said, as far as he's concerned, this kingdom, this kingdom, the kingdom of Babylon, the Medo-Persia, the Grecian, and the Roman, that's all they'll be. And after that, Messiah's coming. He's going to reign. I want to point out to you, so you don't get confused. As a new convert, I always wanted to know what God's going to do with the future. And, you know, it's hard to find somebody to even take the time and talk to you about it, or even know anything about it. But God wants you to know about it. And so, these four kingdoms is all this earth is going to know, and no other. The United States will never be a ruler of the world. Obama will never rule the world. Hitler never did rule the world. 
Masetung did not rule the world. Castro won't do it. Brezhnev couldn't do it. Kosygin couldn't do it. Huh? Prince Charles, amen, can't do it. Come close, but not close enough. All these kings. But God had four kingdoms that did reign over the entire universe because he commanded to be that way and told us the fifth one is going to be the one which we call right here that stone you've got to understand that so everything in the world that people are getting worried about and troubled about I'm telling you don't be worried one bit they don't hold the future and I'm telling you now in top religion there are thousands of religion I could never teach you enough how to handle those false religion all I have to do is teach you how to handle the truth and anything that doesn't match it dismiss it that's the only way to deal with many religions just know the right way the straight and the narrow way and the right foundation and anything doesn't match up to it get rid of it it's not right I was looking at uh, the gentleman working outside on the, on, the, on the building here and I'm watching with his level and how meticulous he was to making sure things were level now to a person who don't care journeyman will take that meticulous time for detail and make sure everything is level and everything is within specification that's the difference between amen uh, an apprentice or a cobbler and a real journeyman status amen and so God's people have got to be particular about detail detail is important to this church we can't just grab anything and uh, blob it and grab it. We can't do that. We got to make sure it is right. And I'm telling you right now, <coughs> many countries' names are in the news: Korea and even uh, weak countries that don't even matter. They're in the news. Should I be worried about them? Absolutely not. What country should I be worried about? The ones that are mentioned in God's divine plan. Because he said, My word shall not return to me void. It shall accomplish. At the fullness of time, things will happen in accordance to his word. And he will rearrange nations and kindred and tongues to fulfill his will. When he said, Thus said the Lord, that's a seal. That means he said, as I live, it shall be that way. So you have to understand that. Now, important to you and me as Christians of God is chapter 2. Let's go there. I'm going to walk you for a minute here through your Bible. Daniel is a gentleman that God chose and put him in the position of prophecy for you and me today because he's dead. And he can't fulfill nothing he said. But chapter 2 is important to you. Write it down in your Bible, in your memory. Amen. Chapter 2 is important to you. Alright? Chapter 3 is just, and chapter 4 is just 
other events that deal with that kingdom on the side. But the next important chapter to you and me is chapter 7 of Daniel. Mark it down. Chapter 7. I'm walking you as a Bible student through the Word of God. I'm not trying to preach to you. I'm trying to teach you and educate you and edify you with the Word of God. Chapter 7 is important. Chapter 7 and chapter 2 are identical in purpose and plan and program. The difference is the actor's, amen, designation of change. We've gone from precious metals to now, what? Animals. But don't expect gold and silver and brass to be in our world. I say that's going to reign over us. Don't expect to see a lion one day show and say, okay, I'm Lion King from Disneyland. You can tell I've been to Disneyland. Amen. Don't expect a bear to show up and say, I'm ready to reign. Or a leopard to jump and prance at me and say, well, it's my turn now. Hello. But chapter 7 is the same as chapter 2. One is the Gentile perspective as God gave it. And the other, seventh, page se- I mean, chapter 7, is God giving a Jewish perspective of the same thing. I was teaching about standard in my writing. And if you are able to see the tabernacle, tabernacle, let me digress for a moment here. Here's the tabernacle. And I know churches argue about standards, but they forgot one thing. There were four standards. And they're all different. But around the same one church. And they couldn't they couldn't switch standards. But every man had to pitch by his own standard. But what's important in the middle was the Ark of the Covenant. Hello? And from your standard location, you have a different view of the same God. Lord, I'm missing you now. I can see that. The same view of the same God. I mean, different views of the same God. And to put it in perspective... Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John did not collude to write or collaborate to write their scripture. They all wrote independent of each other. And they were giving you four views of the same person. Of the same event. One son from the east, one son from the west, one son from the north, one son from the south. Same God. Same moment, different perspective. Have I got you there? Now, same way, whatever is written in chapter 2, this image is in chapter 2. And then, chapter 9, go chapter 9. Chapter 9, because chapter 2 and 7 is a world view of the future of the world. Chapter 7 and chapter 2 is a world view. In chapter 2, Israel is not even mentioned. 
the conflict in between God and that image. Anybody hear me? In chapter 7, what you have is the impact of the world kingdom on the people of God, Israel. There is no Jesus name baptized church there. Nobody hear me. And anybody called saints there mean Jews. So chapter 7 is giving you world events as an impact on the nation of Israel. And I don't care what uh, Al-Qaeda says or Isha says. If they're not mentioned in chapter 7, then I don't worry about them. The problem for Israel in chapter 7 is the fourth kingdom. And that's the most powerful kingdom on the earth since the head of gold. It's the longest lasting kingdom and that kingdom is alive right now and nobody knows it. The blow that knock a boxer out is not the blows he sees. It's the one that he never saw came on his blind side and knocked him out. And everybody's worried about ceases and ceases and all that stuff. I said, nonsense. I know where they're going to end. I've seen their end. I know where they're going to end up. I know where Islam is going to finish. I know where Russia is going to end up. And the United States is going to cease to exist. But I know one thing more than that. I know who holds the end in the palm of his hand. And that's where my confidence is. Their fear is not my fear. And Jesus says, you don't worry when you hear about rumors. It's a, it's a rather name those warriors says rumors. You hear rumors of what? Rumors being, don't worry about it. That's not in the picture. There's those skirmishes. Chapter 7 tells you about the kingdom of this world has it going to impact on Israel. How those four kingdoms are going to impact the nation of Israel. And guess who's the Savior? It's not the UN. It's not the Eagle of the States. It's not Germany. It mentioned very clearly two personages. One likened unto the Son of Man. And one likened unto the Asian of Days. Come on church. If you look at verse 22, it talks about the Asian of Days showing up. Hello? In verse 25, it mentions the Most High is coming back. Hello? And then it talks about one like unto the, the Son of what? Man. And so, I want you to put that in perspective. Now, I'm giving the broad picture for going to grave details here. Am I making sense? Now, church, we are living in momentous time. We're not dealing with, with things that, amen, are seen, because that's past. But we're in the things which are and the thing which shall be hereafter. We are at the twilight, the crossroad. <coughs> and you're seeing it. And you're asking the question, what meaneth this? And God wants you to know. Let's worship Him right now. 
Praise the Lord. Now, just to put things in perspective about the fourth kingdom, God gave you chapter 8 of Daniel. Look at it very in your Bible. And the interpretation of it, and he started to explain to you from verse 9 right to the end and tell you it's about the end time. Now I'm going to say to you, you need to look at the world events and take up your Bible. It says, that's not what God says. That's not what God says. That's not what God says. You're just usurping your place. But you're not in the picture. You're not part of the program. You'll come like a puff and go out like a puff. Amen. But the one that God says is going to be there is going to be there to do what he says. Now, church, the next thing I want you to look at is chapter 9. Chapter 9 is giving you the future of the nation of Israel. I don't care what anybody tells you that's happening right now in the Middle East. God have already wrote down the future and the end of Israel. He has. He has. Daniel saw it all. He even given you time frame limits on that situation. This church needs to know that. I want when you leave this door tonight, you leave it with your head holding high knowing I know what the Lord is doing. Because God have made known to us what he's doing in the last days. The secret thing belongs to God. And God will not do anything without telling his bride what's going on. That's amazing. Now, chapter 9 gives you the time limit and the situation of the nation of Israel. When you read that, you know what you're reading, that God is talking about, look, everybody for it? Mm. Hello? The six to nine weeks, Christ's death, and then this year is the 70th week. Without going in grave detail, God just give you the summary as it relates to Israel and talk about her temple and the situation. And not give you any detail of this situation here. Just because Israel is going to be doing. So we know. No matter what Israel does, we know what our end is going to be like. Hello. I know that Israel will not always win the battle she fights. I can predict her demise in Zechariah 14. That she will be defeated by not Arabs, not by Caesars. Not by Russia, but by the fourth kingdom beast. And yet, Israel does not fear that fourth kingdom. Because Israel does not see it as a threat. Because the fourth kingdom will peacefully come in and overthrow them. He will not use his guns. That's why he has a bow in his hand but no arrow. That means diplomacy and peacefully and flattery will he come in and conquer them. And when they realize what's going on, then they're going to realize they've lost everything. And then his real attitude will show up. 
We'll talk about that in a minute here. Now, we read in chapter 10, when you go to the book of Daniel, because everybody says, well, Daniel, book, Daniel, prophecy, tonight, I want to move the mystery to your mind. Pull the rug off a thing and move the veil off your eyes. Say, now, I understand that book. Chapter 10, what God is doing, He's showing the powers of the angelic fallen host that's behind these four kingdoms. I don't know if you guys know this, but the us know that, for example, Persia, which is Iran, is not the boss. There is a boss over Persia. There is a boss over Iraq. There is a boss over Greece. And there's a dragon over the fourth kingdom. And they, fourth powers, are controlling their movements. We are led by the Spirit of God. The man Christ Jesus was not doing his own thing. He was led by the Spirit in him. And we know that the Bible tells you very plainly that these four kingdoms are ruled by the four winds of the heaven. That means they control the world geographically, the four, the four spirits. The church will never see the face of a man called the Antichrist. But I want to promise you right now, you have to deal with the spirit of the Antichrist. And the spirit of the Antichrist is revealed when they deny that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. When they deny that Jesus Christ came in the flesh, that's the spirit of Antichrist. It's all over the world. Amen. Now, in chapter 10, do not confuse Gabriel with Michael and Jesus. We have religion that confuse Jesus with Michael. Don't, don't fool. Let me get a little background here. Look, look at my pride here. Look at me, friend. Right here, Ezekiel 28, 14. Lucifer, which is his name, was the anointed cherub. Now he's the author of all the problems we're going through right now. He first sinned, not Adam. He first sinned. St. Peter says the angels sinned and fell. They passed their sin on to Adam and Eve. He, in his righteous living, was called son of the morning. And then, what happened to him? He transgressed. Isaiah 14 described it. Isaiah 14 and verse 10 to 14 talk about him as he fell. He fell when he said, I want to be as the most high God. But he didn't just leave. We learn in chapter 12 of Revelation, his tail is called a dragon. By the way, the word dragon means that the devil is even wiser than he was in the beginning. First he was a serpent, now he's a dragon. A dragon in Chinese history and, and teaching, that means extremely wise. And so what happened, when he fell, he drew with his tail 
one third of the stars stars mean angels how do I know that well the 38th chapter of Job says that when the morning stars sang for what joy when God made the earth now when he fell he's not omnipresent he's just an angel a created being and so he has to run or walk <laughs> but he can't do like Jesus when the Lord asked him, where have you been, Satan? I've been running to and fro in all the earth. Running to and fro. Especially at a, short, at a short time. He knows the time frame. He knows all about this. He knows time is short. He even told Jesus, it's not time yet for you to torment me. Don't do this. He knows the time. But you don't know the time. Now, church, one third angels fell. When they fell, we were told that Babylon... Medo Persian and Greece have angels that withstood Bible prophecy. In chapter 10, we're told, and to make you know that angels are limited in power. If you look at verse chapter 10 and verse 19 to 21, you read about the fighting going on. You don't know this right now. There are devils fighting against this church and their angelic host defending us the reason why you can't see it your prayer life don't reveal it standing on your feet you don't see too much but on your knees you see a lot of stuff I saw the devil this morning in this church spoke to me very plainly and I knew that was the voice of the devil pass right on but when I walk from my office out there and look, I can look in the crowd and see the devil right in the, in the midst of us. I could see it and I, I confirmed it. And I did something that God allowed me to do and I had no idea what I was doing. And when I did it, after the fact, it was confirmed. The prince of Persia. Did you know there are four literal spirits in the Tigris and Euphrates River. Chained in that dark place that they can't get out until the time of the revelation. Mm. Peter called them in 2 Peter 2, 4, angels that are, that are fallen and cast down. Reserved. Now what's happening now in the Middle East? I'm going to tell you. God is releasing some of them very gradually. And the barbarism that you're hearing about and reading about is not something new. It's a return to historical atrocities. They used to saw people asunder. You folks don't hear that? Cutting off the neck is nothing. They used to saw them how? with a big old timber saw. They'll put them in the timber and take a saw and rip them right in two. Some of the atrocities was they would throw men like John in an oil bath and fry him. One king, what he would do is cut off people's great in Nineveh, 
right there in the Iraq region. They'd cut people's head off and put it on pole and post. You, you think this is new. Modern society don't understand this, but it's a repeat. It's a going back. Because when Jesus Christ came, he hold back the darkness. He's holding back the darkness. You ever seen a backslider? You ever seen a backslider when they're before and after? When they inherit seven more devils on the one they had before? Jesus said it's worse than their beginning. Now you can't figure that out until you fall in the trap. Have you noticed, and I've noticed it, how many backsliders are returning to Jesus right now? Zero. You know why? Under strong delusion. God may have handed them over to lying spirits. But they believe a lie and be damned. Our world is really damned with a lie. You see, I don't believe the world is, is deceived. Revelation 20 told us that. And when Satan is released from this bottomless spirit, what he's going to do? Go home and deceive all the nations. Those guys that are led by Harvard and universities and all the colleges, they don't think they're deceived. They think they're all right. But there's a way to seem right to man. It's a destruction. So I want you to know that angels of the underworld is having a war. There is a war going on. Now, I'm going to correct this right now. It's not real, genuine, bona fide Christians are being killed in the Middle East. Can you believe that? They're not real Christians. They belong to the fourth kingdom religious organization power. Shocking. Now, if I say to the natural world, I say, what a, what a bigot. But those guys are Christians. They're not. What you're seeing is a, a revival of the crusade. But this time, the overture is starting with who? Israelites. It's the same war that's going on. Now, when you go to chapter 11, this is where it really gets rough. Then you have in chapter, here in verse 44, in verse 30, you're going to read from verse about 30, and read on there to the end, it's giving you the end of the end between the fourth kingdom. And chapter 12, just to confirm it to you, the last book, last chapter, chapter 12, look at verse 1. At that time, shall Michael the great prince stand up Church, there's never a time in the history of the church when Michael ever have to fight for us. Never. God gave the church greater power than he that is in the world. So, I want to talk to you about this. But from the book of Daniel. And if you're, if, if you're perceptive, you're going to see what's going on here. In chapter 7, let's go there. Is this all right, folks? Now, I'm not preaching. I'm just teaching. By the way, 
If you look at the chapter 5 and verse 25 of Daniel, you see the word many, many tikal you far sin. Are you with me? Are you with me? And it goes in. Then verse 28, it gave you a name called Perez. Is it a coincidence that Perez means the dividing of the kingdom? Did you know this week, Mr. Perez was in the Roman Catholic Holy See advising the Pope that he is the most strongest influential man in the entire world and he should form a multicultural religion, one world religion. Now the name Perez means dividing. Do you know when he was in power and they vote him out? His way was let's divide up the promised land between Israel and our detractors. And that's how he lost out. Now, church, the world don't understand. You see, Western society is going to be poisoned by the spirit of appeasement. But you cannot appease a snake. When you stop playing the music and he stops dancing, he will bite you. You can never tame a serpent. And the Bible says, Dan is a serpent. And the tribe of Dan is going to produce a man called the Antichrist. And he will come out of a European system. He said, Pastor, you know, how could all that happen? Well, when God ready, it'll all come together. Just like he put the two sticks together. And put Joseph and Judah together. He could do anything. God put in their minds to do that. Now, chapter 7. We have to read, church. you got to read with me. I'm going to read to you the vision and then read to you the biblical explanation. Now, who's the greatest man on earth? Well, I'm going to tell you. The largest religion on earth, in second place, is Islam. And guess who's the greatest and the largest around the world? Come on, church, tell me. Who? You're afraid to say it? Shout it. Who is it? Who is it? In every country. In every nation. In every kindred. In every tongue. And God is going to remove all the opposition to her reign. She's going to be so powerful. In fact, I'm going to show you a secret here. Go to the fifth chapter of Isaiah. Very quickly, look there. It tells you. She becomes so powerful that all the religion, including Islam, I'm going to say this to her. Let us be what? Let us be what? Seven women. What's the seven greatest religion on earth? They're all going to take one consent. Because of this reigning of the revelation. Once Ezekiel 38 and 39 is fulfilled, and Psalm 83, and they cease to exist after that, they're going to say, Look, man, let us all be called by your name. 
seven women take hold of one man. I told this morning about the spirit of jealousy. Who's this one man? This man will come in his own name. Seven women are going to form this thing called Chrysler, which is Rome and surviving one six. And they said, let's be called by what? Put it on the board somebody, please. I want to get it on the board. It's not on my board here. I want to see it. Amen. Uh, chapter 5 of, 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 of Isaiah, please. Seven women take hold of one man and say, let's be what? Chapter, chapter what? Four. There. Thank you, Sister Nima. She's helping me out here. All right? Now, chapter 5 tells you who, who, who the vine is. So we know the vine means Israel. Chapter 5 tells you that in Isaiah. So it's very plain. Enough to guess it. It's there for you to know. The fig tree may also mean Israel. Is that right? Church, get, get Revelation Church. I want you to leave your empowered with knowledge. That you know this book. This book don't need correcting. It need to be reread. It says, in that day, seven women shall take hold of one man. What's that man's name? The man of sin. Huh. We will eat our own bread. Bread being doctrine. I'm telling you, the most powerful force on earth is not politics. It's religion. You guys don't get it. I said religion is the most powerful force on earth. It's more powerful than nuclear weapon. That's why the secular world wants to get rid of religion because it costs war. But the only man on earth that is the head of a religion that can go to any nation and they have to give him a royal supreme welcome. And they all come dressing in black. I don't care if it's Russia, Israel, huh? Cuba, China. They all have to, because God have made him the supreme leader of the earth. And as Pontifex Maximus, go learn what that means. And he is the vicar of Christ. The word vicar of Christ means the very Christ. The most powerful man on earth is not Obama. It's the leader of RC. He is the fourth kingdom that will be in power when Jesus comes. I, I don't know that. And they that pierce him shall look upon him. Who pierced him? <coughs> I said, who pierced him? And they shall wail because of him. Mm. He's come back in a Roman system. He left in one and come back to the same one. This same Jesus. But it won't be part he's facing with next time. It'll be a man who's a Jew from the tribe of Dan. Shocking church, but look very quickly after you look at this. Call by your own, call by your name and wear my own apparel, but I'll use your religion and, and, and feed and do my own stuff. Look in the book of Revelation, chapter 7, and very go very quickly go down that list and notice this is Bible, it will never change. God established this. 
You cannot find the name of Dan or Ephraim in that book. Why? Because Jacob, many years ago, prophesied about them in the last days. You say, well, how will they know what tribe they're from? God knows the tribes. Israel, when I was there, tell us, they tell us they know the twelve tribes. They know the priesthood tribes. And they call the Kohans not the priesthood. They know where they are. Now, church, the real power on earth is not Isis. Isis is just rising up to take over, but she'll never be it. She'll never sit in that position. I guess I want you to show them quick Daniel, I mean, Revelation chapter 7, boys. Come on, on the screen, please. Get on the screen. You go down your body, you can't find that. You can't find Dan, and you can't find who? Ephraim. They're left out. Now, church, something else you want to discover here. Back to chapter 7. I'm going to show you the vision and show you who is in the news and who's powerful and where they're headed. Now, they're in the news today. In Daniel chapter 7, you've got to stay with me. Here's Daniel having a vision. All right? On the Belshazzar, king of Babylon. Daniel had his dream and a vision upon his head. Look what he saw in verse 3. Four beasts came up from the sea. The sea means the Mediterranean also means people. Diverse one from another. He's talking about that same This time, folks, look, 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 look at this, folks. You're going to see in that vision a lion in, in, in chapter 7, verse 1 to 4. Look there very quickly, please. He saw a lion in verses, amen, uh, 8, 1 to 7. He also see a bear. Can you see that? That bear is explained there, but more, more clearly in chapter 7 and verse 5, he saw a bear. In verse 6, he saw a leopard. And verse 7, he couldn't name it. You know what I mean? Rome, when she came to Canada, she did not destroy First Nation religion. She just joined it. She smoked the peace pipe. When she went to Africa, she didn't destroy their religion. She just put on their mask. Wherever she goes, she adopts their religion. That's why she lasts the longest. All of the top three, when they go in, what a Muslim does, destroy your picture, destroy your stuff, and make you angry at them. But not so with Rome. Rome will assimilate. Rome will bring in, intentionally bring you on stream. Amen. And leave a posse there and adopt the doctrine. I don't care how primitive a society is, you'll always find a priest there. You will not find a Pentecostal there, because they wouldn't want to go there. But R.C. will go there. They will live in the slum if they have to, to go there. They'll go where the lepers are, and they'll become the most favored. Amen? She's called the well-favored, what? Harlot. The mystery of what? Witchcraft. Witchcraft is more powerful than nuclear bomb. <coughs> People fear witchcraft more than they fear a bomb. You guys don't believe that? 
I've been in countries where people are scared of witchcraft, friend. They're not scared of the cops, but they're afraid of witchcraft. <laughs> and the only protection they have against witchcraft is witchcraft. <laughs> when you get saved, it's one of the work of the flesh. God to get rid of it. And I'll give you greater power than the power you're scared of. Now look, church, of all those three, it says the most terrible and dreadful one is not Isis, it's verse 7. I'm trying to tell somebody the most dreadful thing to worry about is not even considered. Verse 7 says, the fourth beast is dreadful, terrible, strong, exceedingly. He had a great iron teeth. That's a monster. I mean, nothing about a lion scares me. Nothing about a bear scares me or a leopard scares me. But this other, you know, this this new movie they got with that guy with the glasses, funny glasses. You that watch TV, what do you call it again? Don't confess it. Don't tell me you know it. Hello? This is a devour and break in pieces and stamp the residue with the feet. You think Islam is bad? You think that Islam is bad? This guy is going to tell you, friend. You know, Islam says, believe in uh, Allah or you're dead. Believe in uh, his prophet as Mohammed or you're gone. That's what they're doing. Islam is doing right now. Is that right or not? They kill them. Well, worse than that is going to be when this guy tells you, Take the mark or else. Take the mark on your forehead or take it in your right hand. God tell you where I'm going to put it also. Or take it on his name. He said, you don't take it, you're going to be killed. So all Isis is is a forerunner. All the coalition of soldiers don't mean nothing. They can fall like they did in chapter 5 of the book of Genesis. God commanded them to fall. A small group they can fall. Now, church, look at this church. And God is saying it will be intolerant. This kingdom will be intolerant. Breaking peace, the residue with its feet, and it was diverse of all the beasts that were for it. And it had ten horns. Those ten horns are the same as the ten toes. At least those toes were stinking toes. But now you got horns that can pierce you. The horns being ten kings. How many of you know that Canada is divided in a part of a ten-part world division? How many of you know that? How many of you know that every time they go at the, the, this big ten or this big whatever they call themselves, they're, they're talking about your future? I believe they already got the mark ready for us. I believe they got a system already where there's one world government already to go. But time is not it because Jesus have not released them to do it. Have you noticed they're digging up the streets? What do you think they're doing? Putting on cameras. Have you been to Europe? Every corner, every street is a camera. This guy in the news, he was coming off the elevator. You can't see a camera. There's a camera right there. You've been to Israel? In the bedroom, there's a camera. I wonder if we can in the shower, maybe there's a camera there watching you. At the airport, they're watching. They strip you right down. You might as well go to the airport without clothes on because you're already being stripped already. 
They know what you have and what you don't have. They can tell what color you're wearing today and which one it is tomorrow. It's a peep show thing. And there's nothing you can do if you want to fly on that plane. Hello? Verse 7. And I considered the horns. Notice what really troubled him was not the prior three, the fourth one. And I'm trying to tell you, church, it's, this is not your problem. It's, this is your problem. This is going to be the problem of the world. This is going to take over the world like a chameleon and they won't even know it. It's by gradualism. Amen. You're having dynamism and, 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 and dynamic force of the Islamic group, but this is worse. It's going to be gradual. It's like cooking the frog in the kettle. Everybody's alarmed by Isis. But you won't be alarmed by this because they're going to slowly cook you. Slowly make you take on the... You say, well, I will never take that mark. You liar. You all have a mark right now. Call your sin number. Every time I go, somebody say, so where's your sin number? S-I-N means sin. Why do they call it a sin number? Why do they call it something else? That sin number knows more much than anybody else knows. That sin number. And I consider the horns, and behold... They came up among them a little horn. Now that's the rascal right there. That little horn. Don't be fooled by the word little. Before whom three of them fell, he plucked them up by their roots with a small army. He destroyed them, I'm telling you ahead of time. And his eyes were like the eyes of a man, and his mouth speaking great to him in blasphemy. In blasphemy. He's blaspheming God. The church and the people. Can I go on? Can I go on, folks? Is that all right? Speaking great things. Listen now. Here's God jumping down way in the end of time and giving a revelation picture which was not yet written. And I beheld till the thrones were what? Cast down and the ancient of days did set. Who's the ancient of days? All of a sudden, Daniel jumped from way back here, jumped to him. Are you with me? Jumped to him and jumped wide to the white throne judgment. Who is the Ancient of Days? I'm going to shock you now. Trey and Terrence would love this. Chapter 5 of, of Revelation. Go there very quickly, please, church. I'm hurrying on, church. Chapter 5, Revelation. And look, and notice what happened. A picture that you're watching up there in heaven. When you got caught up to be with Jesus Christ, you're going to see Jesus Christ sitting on the throne. And his hair white as wool. His eyes are flames of fire. And his sister all glorified. And he says, give me a man to fight this man. And they couldn't find a man. And all of a sudden, he came out of himself. And stood before himself. Without leaving himself. And he was now the son of man. And he came and took the book. Out of the hand of himself. And opened the book. And released these guys. The white horse. The red horse. The black horse. The pale horse. Of which we'll speak more about later. 
Daniel didn't know about those horses. But Zechariah knew about it. Is that right? He heard about them. And John saw them. And now you're reading about them. And they're in our midst. But not yet writing. Listen to church. Back to chapter 8. Because you saw the Son of Man and the Ancient of Days. Put it together, church, in your mind. It's not hard to understand. It says here, in chapter 7, And the Ancient of Days did sit, whose garment was white as snow, his hair as the pure wool, and his throne was like a fiery flame, and his wheel as burning. And a fire stream issued before him, and a numerous crowd of people. In verse 10, it was could not be numbered, and the books were open. Now, church, you know what that meant. What does that mean, folks? Shout at me, folks. What does that mean? Come on, church. What does that mean? Judgment. All of a sudden, Daniel jumped way down. He doesn't mention the church. Rapture. He jumped from Rome right to judgment. But later on, God will fill in the details. We call it parenthesis. And John, I mean, Daniel says in verse 11, because Jesus Christ said, when you see these things spoken of by Daniel, then you know it's out the door. You know what Jesus says? Jesus endorsed Daniel's writing. Come on, church. Stay with me, please. And it said here, and his body was destroyed, that little man, that little white horse rider, to the burning flames, in verse 12, and the rest of the beast, I mean the ten nations, did not lose their place on earth, but they were without dominion. Why? That season, church, God said, I'm going to allow them to live through this period so I can reign over them. I'm going to defeat them right here and let them live through this. While they're living through that, that little guy going to go right to the lake of fire. Right here. right there. Amen. Can you see that? The beast, the false prophet is going to be right here. And Satan is going to be right here. Now Daniel, Daniel missed all the rest of this. God didn't show him. God didn't show him this church. Because it belongs to him. It belongs to the nation of Israel. Church, you need to understand. you got nothing to fear in our news. Your God is in charge of events. And everything must come back to this chapter. Things are permitted to happen, but they're not as it happened. Compared to Jesus. Now we see in our Bible here, He was given to the burning flame, I mean the lake of fire, chapter, I mean verse 11, chapter 7. And then verse 12 said, the rest were allowed to go in the millennium. Verse 13. Then he jumped back to the prophecy and said, Look, and I saw the night vision, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds from heaven, and came to the Ace of Days, and they brought him near to him. Now, church, well, Son of Man, he didn't even mention his birth. He's talking about the second coming. How can you see that? I will challenge you right now to go to chapter 5 of Revelation. And the first six verses, you can peer right there and tell me if I'm wrong. It's the same thing. 
the same God. Now you see, people struggle with this because they, they can't figure it out. It's all jumbled together. But it's a puzzle. You unravel it and put the pieces together. And then you see the picture. Are you with me, church? I'm going through the chapter. I'm trying to hurry here. All right? And they brought... Now, who's the Son of Man? Is that Jesus? And who's the Ancient of Days? Jesus. Hello? And there was given to him, to him who was the Son of Man, dominion, glory, and a kingdom that all people, nation, language, and tongues should serve him, as dominion is forever and forever and cannot be destroyed. That's the fifth kingdom. Right now we're living on the fourth kingdom, but it's just slowly, gradually disappearing from how it used to be. They're not Roman swords anymore with swords like you used to know them, and they're red and red hats and their flags with the eagle and all that stuff. You don't see them like that anymore. They went from politics to religion. When the emperor ceased to exist, the pontifex took over and continued Rome. You know how I know that? Because God described her as the woman who sits on seven hills. You've been on there with us. And she's dressed in scarlet. What is scarlet, friend? Red. What color is the devil? Red. Hello? Let's read on some more. I'm hurrying up here, folks. It's your Bible. I'm reading your Bible, which you probably don't do by yourself. Let's do it together. It says... His kingdom shall not be destroyed. And I, Daniel, was grieving my spirit in the midst of the body, of my body, and the vision of my head troubled me. I would be troubled too. And I came to one of them and stood by and asked him, What's the truth of all this? So he told me, and he wanted me to know the interpretation of these things. Verse 17 The great beasts which are four are four kings which survived on the earth. Here's who they are the nation of Iraq. The Kurds and the Persians, the Grecians and Rome. Who is in the news today? Greece, Iran, Rome, and Iraq. Where are the four spirits? In the Mediterranean. Hallelujah. And where are they going today? Iraq and Syria. Do you know Syria came out of Grecian Empire? How many knew that? I'm going to prove it to you. Let me sit in here. And if you want to prove it to yourself, when you go home, read chapter 8, and you'll see it came out of Grecian Empire. Syria came out of a Grecian Empire, out of which the Antichrist was prefigured as a man called Antiochus Epiphany, who was a Syrian that wanted Jews to worship like Greeks. God is explaining. He said, I want to know the truth of it. Church, this is the word of God. I'm not preaching. I'm talking to you. But the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom. Church, that does not mean you, because there is no Pentecostal church back there. Saints mean who? Israelites. And shall possess the kingdom forever and ever. That tells you that Psalm 83 was never fulfilled. Their desire was not fulfilled. Russia didn't destroy them. Because they're going to possess a kingdom, and the world called it the, the, the Jewish conspiracy. I remember before. 
Zionism, Zion conspiracy. I've heard it before. And so-called Rothschild. I've heard it about Rothschild. Lord of mercy, where you guys been? Come on, guys. Come on to the primitiveness. Come on to the know. Who are the Rothschild? Look it up. It says here, Then I know the truth of the fourth beast, which was diverse from all the others, exceedingly dreadful, whose teeth were of iron, and it goes on to describe the, the ugliness and the brutality of that kingdom. And I want to know about the ten horns that were in his head, and the other that came up before him, of whom three fell. And even that horn, that the eyes, this is enough, church, he had eyes and a mouth that spake great things. Everybody take out your iPod, please. Please hold your iPod. No, I, I know you got them. Come on. You're part of CIA and, and KGB. Put them up. Come on, hold them up. I didn't see them. All right. You're probably taping me right now saying that to Russia. Hold them up. All right. That's what he meant by eyes. iPhones. Huh? iPhones. Everywhere you go, this is a police world. It's a police state. Walk to the airport downtown and see what happened. There's cameras everywhere, on every highway, every, every, every intersection of the camera. Well, it's a part of the beast system. Big Brother is watching you. I believe some of our phones are tap at home. No doubt mine is tapped too. Every so often my phone will click. I didn't click it off. Someone did. I hear voices on there. It wasn't my wife's voice. It was a person's voice on there. I didn't know I was sharing lines, but somebody's listening to me. Who's watching us from a distance? And the ten horns which were in his head, right? It says here, he spake with a mouth exactly like Revelation say he spake like a dragon whose look was more stout than I mean he's proud and I, be, and I beheld the same horn make war with the saints that mean the Jews he turned on them now that picture I showed over there the tribulation period, period I saw the first two and a half years he was nice to them in the middle of that seven years he turned on them and the last two and a half years he beat the life out of them and that's why he got chapter 14 of the book of Revelation and also the chapter what? of Zechariah. God, come on, say with me. And I beheld and the same horn made war with the saints and prevailed against them. Church, that's not us. I come to the close. He said, the gates of hell shall not, shall not, by the can't lie. So it's not about us. Amen. Until the ancient of days came. In other words, he's talking about down here. They whipped Israel. Hello. Took Israel away from the promised land. And then the age of days came. Now church, Daniel is way back here. Before things happened. Talking about way back here. Daniel couldn't have made this up. And the thing is, he's dead. Yet speak up. Let's read on. Give me ten more minutes, church, all right? Can I have those ten minutes? Do you really mean it? If you do, clap your hands and say amen. Go, 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 go for it. 
Verse 22. Until the ancient of days came, and Jonah was given unto the saints, that means the millennium, of the Most High, in verse 22, and the time came that the saints possessed the promise. <laughs> so obviously, jihad did not make the day. Russia did not prevent the fulfillment. But God's word came to pass. But if you look at today's news and hear it, it looks like Israel is hopeless. It's, look, the church is trapped. It looks like righteousness is falling on the street. And wickedness is rampant and, and running and going wild. And they got the news headline, Honey, we come on stage last, but we shall become first. In the back of the book, look back there, we won. I said, we won. I said, we won. Verse 23, Then he said, He, the fourth beast, shall be the fourth kingdom upon the earth, which shall be diverse from all the kingdoms. See that, folks? And shall devour the whole earth. Russia hasn't done that. Communism hasn't done that. Islam hasn't done that. Trinitarian hasn't done that. But Rome has done it. You still have the Roman calendar. You still got the Roman system in you. Amen. And shall try it down and break it in pieces. What is democracy, folks? Democracy has its origin in Greece. A philosopher called by that name. Who has a teaching where the people rule. Amen. Rome adopted it. Rome was Republican. And Rome turned to a system where the people rule. And it means the voice of the people is the voice of God. All right? Here we're going down to the finish line here. Verse 10. Verse 24. Let's read together, church. And the ten horns out of this kingdom are ten kings. In 1981, that was fulfilled. I can bring you a piece of paper and show you itself. And Greece became ten of the Maastricht Treaty, which is called the Treaty of Rome. Go check Brother Google and you'll find it's true. <laughs> Brother Google's anointed with bits and bites and rums. And, amen? Yeah. Shall arise, and after them shall, shall <laughs> he shall be diverse from the first, and shall subdue three. Now, I don't, that's not a problem to see. Because right now, you're presenting problems, right? East and West are still fighting. They're not, they're not together. They're, they're separated. This week, they kill a, a British, what? Citizen with a knife. Well, Britain have no choice now but to go into the war. Along with the United States. Canada joining, but I'm afraid Canada don't have any helicopter that can get too far from here to grass them and back without problems. I'm not sure he's going to fight Russia. That's not funny, folks. We're in trouble. You got no defense, no no shield against bombs coming. And I know she's asserting her power in the north, but she can't defend the north. Listen, verse 25. And he, that little boy, that little prince coming up of Second Thessalonians 2. And he shall speak great words against the Most High. Who's the Most High? 
and shall wear out the saints. Now, church, that don't mean you. Even sometimes you look worn out, but it's not him that's wearing out. It's your work. Don't call the workplace the Antichrist or something else. But this guy's going to work the saints, the Jews out, and beat them down and beat them. Because Jesus talked about it. Let those in Judea not come back, what, down from the housetop? You know what it says? Who are in Judea? All the enemies of Israel. All right? And he shall think to change times and laws. Is that true? Is that true? Same sex? And a whole lot more? Where have you guys been living all these years? Come out of the woods, chameleon. Listen to the Lord. And they shall be given into his hand. This is our church. I like this. Until what? A time and times and dividing of time. Now, church, how many years will that be? You know how I know this? Revelation told you. Three and a half years from the moment he got released to right here. Three and a half years. Three and a half years. He's going to reign over here for three and a half years. Here is coming to reign. Here is super king right here. And then over here, he's going to reign. Think about it. I'm telling you, the world is worrying about Caesars or Isis, what they call them. They're not the issue. They're a smokescreen, a distraction from the real action. And God said for three and a half years he's going to reign, the Antichrist. But judgment shall sit and they shall take away his dominion and consume and destroy it to the end. In other words, he's going to end up in a naked fire. And the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High Church. You should be running the eyes and jumping right now because you'll be in heaven, amen, sipping lamb chops with Jesus Christ and all that stuff. That funny time going, fun time with Jesus while the Jews down here enjoying their victories down here. Hallelujah. I say, oh, let's all stand. Amen. And it says, and the people of the Most High shall reign, and Christ's dominion shall be from from here forever, and the people shall serve and obey Him. Now, folks. Tomorrow when you wake up, don't worry about Isis. Worry about that thing working underground, undermining. Termites are very strange creatures. You don't see them on top. Well, they'll eat your house down. <laughs> Amen? That cancer is not Isis. The cancer is what sits on seven hills. No bomb. No warheads. And they'll have their chance to use it because in the in the middle of the seven year, World War Three will happen. But the world will not win their war based on nuclear weapons. It will be the sword of this man's mouth. Amen. Amen. And the church at that time will be in heaven worshiping God. Now I gave you chapter seven. Chapter 7 is a military battle already made known to us the strategy how the war is going to end. 
the son of man which is the ancient of days is going to win Israel is going to rule the world and the fifth kingdom will not be America or Russia the fifth kingdom is right here there's four kingdoms God have ordained that this world should be 7,000 years long we went from the first Adam to the, second, the last Adam 4,000 years and then from Adam, Jesus Christ I'm talking about Jesus now to the second coming should be approximately 2,000 years plus minus whatever that's 2,000 years and then the millennium will be 1,000 years 7,000 years after which we go into eternity and never have time anymore God is in control saints of God lift up your head lift up your eyes onto the hills from whence come up your help now I'm telling you folks you are an ambassador remember now amen this church message is not known to everybody but the people that understand are going to know their God and are going to be strong I am not concerned by the cameras and by the world news and what they're doing in our world and the unrest I'm not worried about it Jesus Christ I've already told you if it were not so I would have told you you ought to read chapter 7 one more time prayerfully and say God give me the understanding of what Pastor Neil is talking about Amen and look at that map I gave you we haven't touched that map at all I'm giving the broad picture but God give me more details than you can assimilate but it takes time and study and work and we get a church it will propel you are there any questions on this side I just love the way you folks are quick understanding you have anointed brain cells I like that I'm going to try over here all those smiles being pasta no sweat it's as clear as mud anybody over here or just don't know how to ask the question at least ask me pastor are you sure you're right how about this question on this side here you say why do I need to know this because I can go to bed and rest and know that I'm in the heaven of rest bosom of Jesus Christ he said let not your heart be troubled you believe in God believe also in me in my father's house are many mansions if it were not so I would have told you I go to prepare a place for you that where I am there you might be also I know God's telling you you'll never go to heaven so you're right you ain't going but I'm going praise God and folks will say well this is history tomorrow you're going to hear news about Iraq Iran Kurds the Greeks and the Roman system and all that comes with it and don't forget the Grecian system including Syria it's called the Seleucid Kingdom and Egypt is called the Ptolemy Kingdom meaning Egypt in the south amen and Syria in the east or the northeast amen and Iran in the north hey church I want to tell you folks somewhere in those geographics God is in control and there are spirits right out there working and the spirits don't want me to tell you this but I'm telling you church those four spirits control those four kingdoms amen now we got countries today that are operating in the areas of those things and they are uh a continuation of a system already established God's word will never come back void 
thank God for this Bible. Thank God for this Bible. Amen. Brother O'Donnell, you're telling me that some churches are doing that, are teaching this now. They're getting stirred up because every God called pastor has got to get up and sound the trumpet and tell God's people what time it is and tell them where we are on that road map. Amen. And where we are traveling to God, we thank you tonight.